the most important thing whenever you're investing with somebody is who you're investing with. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, I've got Jeff, Dr. Jeff Anzalone. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you are the debt-free doctor. So I'm looking forward to, to talking to you. Uh, Dr. Jeff is a full-time practicing periodontist in the great state of Louisiana, author and co-founder of debtfreedoctor.com. Uh, his focus is on helping doctors and other high-income, busy professionals create passive income from real estate so they can just stop trading all of their precious time for the money thereafter. So we're going to dive into that. Why don't you give us uh, a little bit more, though, deeper background, who you are and really what your focus is uh, today? Sure. I went to four years of dental school and then uh, decided on doing a residency. And that was another uh, three years. And was really excited about getting to come back to my hometown, Louisiana, to join a group practice. And two weeks before I finished, I got a call from them, basically stating that the deal was off. Mm. And the problem was we had a two month old, $300,000 of student loan debt. <laughs> We'd already purchased a home. Oh, yay. Uh, this is getting better. Interest, yeah, interest only loans because the, <laughs> the banker knew I was going to be, go he knew the group I was going to be joining. So he said, oh yeah, I know you're good for it. <laughs> uh, but the, the worst part of it was I didn't have a clue how to start a practice. Uh, they don't teach you anything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I went from more of an abundance type mindset. Hey, I'm going to get out and make good money not really worried about the loans to more of a fear scarcity mindset, which actually really took me a long time to get out of. So that, that was the, the hole, you know, that we started in. And luckily I had, had listened to some of the Dave Ramsey um, shows in the past was kind of familiar with the seven baby steps, which actually I've modified now that I have, kind of see that, you know, who his audience is and who, um, you know, that, you know, as you know, his audience is more towards, you know, quote, the average American that makes the average income. I, I do think that, that those baby steps can be modified for people that, that make an above average income. But yeah. anyway, six, six and a half years, we dug out of the debt. And uh, after, shortly after that, I started my blog to, to start teaching people um, not only about that, but now what I'm really passionate about, and that's uh, building passive income streams, typically using uh, real estate. Yeah, yeah. What um, what kind of real estate? Do you like a certain kind of real estate? I, um, because I, we have kids and we're real busy, we chose the passive route. Uh, didn't want to be an active investor. So mm -hmm. typically uh, syndications, multifamily um started to do some hotels this year they're uh 
you could work if you could find them and pick up some really good deals this year yep. Yep. and looking at possibly doing some self-storage in the future as well nice nice yeah yeah, definitely. Hotels uh, got smacked around pretty good during COVID. So if you can find the deal, there's some blood on the streets. Uh, that's kind of why we started going into senior housing as well. Same type of same type of yeah. reason. Um, take me through that, like digging out of that hole, man. That what a story. I mean, you're just like you, you got the kid. You, you're like ready to roll, right? And uh, and then it all kind of comes crumbling down take me through that like experience of digging out of the hole and the, the mindset that you had to, to have to dig out sure luckily being from a small town helped because word spread pretty quickly and i had another dental specialist reach out to me that had gone through sort of the same type of ordeal and he allowed me to rent space from him. He was moving into a new office. So mm -hmm. I rented space from him. I was able to use his equipment. I was able to share his staff. He helped me network in the area with other dentists. And he really took me under his wing and, and helped me out a lot. And the, the cool thing was I didn't have to take out any more loans because I was pretty much tapped out, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so that after working with him for about two, two and a half years. Um, I, I actually bought the building that I'm in now, but we, you, you know, we use the quote, Dave Ramsey debt snowball, just listed out all of our debts, smallest to largest. I had multiple different private uh, and, and some other um, public and some other different types of student loans. I had several. So I started off with the smallest one and, uh, Actually, when we first started that year, I had to go back and resort to what I used to do in high school and college, and that was mow yards. And I was probably the highest trained, most qualified yard guy in the, in the country. But, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to put yeah. food on the table. The six months after uh, I graduated, you know, the bills started coming in, the, the loans and that sort of thing. So I had to, uh, to get going. Wow. What a story. So how, how did you get started? Like what, what got you going into real estate versus, you know, when you talk past investing, I mean, you could have just invested in some REITs or invested in, invested in, you know, stock market, like everybody else. Um, you know, what got you into real estate? What, what was the trigger there? It, it was, it was actually a snow skiing event. We um, went skiing, probably say around six or seven years ago. And when I got off the lift, I was with my wife and we started going and a, a kid broke loose from a ski school and he darted in front of me. And when he did that, I, I swerved to avoid hitting him. And when I fell, you know, when you fall, how you catch yourself with your, your hands. Well, when I got up that, you know, that's when I started realizing that my, my wrist was hurting. And luckily it wasn't anything major, but that was really the first time that I thought to myself, I started thinking, well, what would happen if I couldn't work? How would I provide for my family, whether temporarily or permanently? And that, that was the, really the first time. Cause you know, you never, like when you're a teenager, you know, I've got two teenagers, you think you're invincible. So you think that 
you know, nothing can stop you or whatever. So you don't really, you don't think about things like that until you get injured or you get sick or hurt. And I realized that I really, all I was doing was like what most people relying on one income source, the earned income from the practice. Whereas most people that's, they have their one income source unless their spouse works and they have two. But if, if you're the sole breadwinner of the family, what do you do? I, I had no clue what to do. I just knew I had a problem. And I started researching a lot and reading a lot and realized that after reading in the past and then had reread The Millionaire Next Door and some other books that 90 plus percent of millionaires had real estate in their portfolio. I had zero, except my primary home. And again, didn't have a clue. At that time, I thought you had to be an active owner. You had to be a landlord. And I started going around town. And I know several people that help manage their, their parents' real estate. But the more I learned from them, the more I learned that it was pretty, it's a full-time job. And the time is a big thing, you know, with, especially with kids. So luckily I'd gone to a meeting in Dallas and had learned that there's several other different ways to get into real estate without being a landlord. One of them being syndications, you know, there's also some lending and that sort of thing. And that was about the time that the crowdfunding online started to, to become popular. So I started dabbling in that. And I did a few deals. They did pretty well. Uh, actually, um, Realty Shares was the big, you know, the big one back then, which as, as you may or may not know, it's actually has gone under since yeah. then. But um, did a couple of deals with them, patchofland.com, and a couple of debt deals. And I just decided to step it up a notch and do my first equity deal was a, a syndication in Tulsa, Oklahoma. $50,000 minimum and six months, eight months, 12 months later, nothing. And we finally get an email stating that um, the whole deal is folded up and all the investors lost all of their money. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and you, did you, and you invested 50 K or more. 50 K. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I wrote a whole blog article about it. As, as you can imagine, it's one of my more popular ones. I can't, I because, can't, uh, and that was, and then you kept on going, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it, it took about a year, year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Before I decided to, but, but looking back on it now, I, I had no business investing in any real estate. I didn't know what I was doing. It was, mm. it was basically, I was going to the websites. I was looking at what the pictures look like. I was looking at the numbers, this, this, apartment had higher numbers in this one. I didn't know really what the numbers meant and that's how it was used. So it was, it was good that this happened early on because if not, it would eventually happen. Um, I'm happy to say since then, um, I have not had any other failures um, because I know what I'm doing. Now that's not to say that I'm not going to have failures, but I'm more prepared now much more than I was in the past. How, how can people find that blog article? Because that's fascinating. How can people find that? Where do they go? 
I'll um I can send you the link to it if yeah. if you would like. Did you, can they go to the debtfreedoctor.com or? Yeah, uh, debtfreedr.com, and then in the search bar they can put realty shares and okay. and I talk, but I'll I'll send it to you if you want to put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, do that because that that sounds pretty fascinating. I, I I don't want to move on from that either because I want to know what kind of what was the major lesson you you learned because certainly you you learned something from it. What was the what were some takeaways? The, the takeaway was, and I tell my kids this all the time, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't realize that the most important thing whenever you're investing with somebody is who you're investing with. Hmm. Hey, real quick, I want to talk to you about the North Star Real Estate Conference. We've got the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's a third annual. Of course, we're back live this year after taking a one year hiatus and being virtual. We're live. We've got live and virtual options for you. So I'd love to see you there. North Star Real Estate Conference. It's all about cash flowing real estate. So we're going to be hitting on multifamily. We're going to be hitting on all things commercial. Uh, we'll be talking about syndications, asset management, all of that stuff that you're going to need to know and the mindset behind it. We've got great lineup of speakers. So go on to northstarunlimited.live. Buy your tickets now. Um, want to see you there. I want to network with you. I want to shake your hand. I want to get to know you. And we've got a ton of people that are going to be there wanting to do the same thing. So join us, North Star Real Estate Conference, October 7th and 8th. Uh, and it is in the Twin Cities at Mystic Lake Casino. So I hope to see you there. With these crowdfunding sites, now I don't know much about them now because I vowed never to, to invest with them again, but what they tell you is they're getting pitch deals all the time and they're going through and they're only putting the best of the best mm. out there for you. Yeah. So you're, you're thinking they're doing all this, but I know for a fact that most of them aren't because I know people, syndicators that have been approached by these people going, hey, do you have any deals we can put out there? Is that for all of them? No, but I do know for a fact it happens. Yeah. yeah. So the point, the point of it is... There's a reason why Realty Shares isn't around anymore. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that I've learned is if you're going to do this, you need to get in, uh, get, become very, uh, get very personal with who you're going to invest with. Yeah. Uh, now I go and I, I meet these people if I can, I'll walk property with them or we'll do a virtual tour. I mean, I'm, I'm very involved, especially now that I'm recommending people to other people because so now I have my reputation on the line. Yeah. And, and anything that I recommend to people, I personally put my money in as well. I'm not just recommending because they're going to pay me a big referral fee, which unfortunately that, that happens a lot in this space. But the... That was the main thing that I learned was you, that, that is, that's the most important thing. People focus on returns or the asset class. Yeah. And if you get the good sponsor, they're going to know what they're doing and they're going to know how to get the good returns. They're going to know where to invest. Yep. Yep. And in the asset class, I mean, it, I know people that make money in every aspect of real estate. 
and they do really well and they get, they get good returns over and over and over again. And so it doesn't matter whether you're multifamily or any kind of commercial or, or even single family, if you know what you're doing, you're going to be able to get good returns. Um, so yeah, that, that's a great, great point. Having the right steel sponsor, uh, and really getting to know them. I, I like that a lot. So, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, well, good for you, actually, for getting back into it and not just running away scared. Because I think a lot of people would just swear it off, say, I'll never do that again. It's like the, uh, you know, you go to the, the, you go to some meeting or some networking event or family reunion and you, you've got the, the uncle or whatever that says, oh, you're in real estate investing? Oh, yeah, I tried that once. You know, I had to deal with the toilets and the trash and all that kind of stuff all the time. And that's, you're going to lose all your money. And then believing that person, right? It's, it's, it's. Right. Uh, and what, what we found out was the, the sponsor, we, we weren't notified that this was a very crime infested area mm. and more people were moving out than moving in. So what they tried to do is pump a lot of money in to try to get people to move back in, but it didn't work. Yeah, so he knows. just, you know, closed up shop and left. So again, if you'd have known the sponsor and known, uh, you know, kind of what their thinking was, if I'd have known all that, I wouldn't have invested with it. But because yeah. I was investing and putting my trust in a quote website, that's why that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so you're, you're talking all the time with busy professionals with other doctors, with lawyers, with, you know, pe people that are busy, they're typically higher income earners, but, um, talk about like just the burnout and, and, um, you know, what, what do you, what, what are those, take take us through some of those conversations. Why should some of those people be looking into real estate, be looking into passive investing? It's they've, and you've probably heard this before. They, they have the golden handcuffs on. <laughs> because most people, professionals, they start off later in the hole. You know, they go to school longer, so they may get out at 30 instead of 21, 22 years of age, typically six figures in debt. And, but they get out and they make a good income. And then they start enjoying their lifestyle. But now, especially in my profession, with you're having to see more patients or work longer, insurance reimbursements are are lower. So you're having to, to do more, see more, work more just to keep that lifestyle up. Sometimes it's even less than that. So you're working longer, harder, and it's, it, your income's either staying the same or it's going down. So that's, that's what's causing the burnout and the stress. But here's the problem. The problem is, number one, we don't know what, what else can we do? I mean, as a, as a dentist, a periodontist, what else can I do? I mean, mow yards or, or you know, that, that's what I was trained in. Mm -hmm. So what else can I do to keep up the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to, but also to keep paying down the, the six figures in debt that most of us get. Mm -hmm. So we've got the handcuffs on and, and it's just a cycle. And because what well, I talked about a little bit earlier, where we are relying on that only one income source. 
And if you can start early, I mean, as soon as you, as soon as you start making money, start putting some away and focusing on growing different streams of income from the get-go. I mean, it's not going to happen as soon as you get out, but unfortunately what most people do 15, 20 years down the road, they, they look up and they realize they have a problem, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder to, to start then than it is starting off as, as soon as you get out of training. Yeah. As soon as you start getting that income, taking a portion of that and just being disciplined, putting it towards other passive in investments. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, you go mow the lawn or go start a second business or actively invest, but you're working already. Yeah. And there's only so much time in the day, if, if, especially if you've got a family and, and enjoy doing stuff on the side. Um, and everything's online. I mean, everything that I've learned is basically free. And I've spent yeah. some money on some books, but other than that, there's no excuse. You know, if, if you if you get out, there's tons of free resources. But what's the point of having all that information if you're not going to take action, which unfortunately, most people don't. And that's why. Why do you, you think know, most people don't take action? Because most people procrastinate. You think that's the, is it, it's just a bad habit or you think there's, is it fear? Is it, what, it's just a bad habit, just procrastination. I, I mean, think about it. I mean, and I know a lot of people that are, they get out and they're lazy. You know, mm-hmm. they, they think that their education finished when they got the diploma mm-hmm. or got the degree or whatever, and they're comfortable. They make six figures and okay, well, if they don't take action, they're still going to make good money, but yeah. they're still going to be miserable. It's, it's that I had to take action in my situation because I was broke. I had no job. There was no other way. But again, you get in this nice, comfortable situation and okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's one thing, but other than that, it's, it's, um, you know, not, not that big of a deal, but it's kind of like people, they're overweight, they're out of shape, they smoke, they drink. What makes them think about stopping any of that? The, the chest pain, right? The heart attack. So sometimes, you know, unfortunately, bad stuff have to happen to people to, to, to poke and prod them to, to action. Yeah, which is a lot of times then, maybe not too late, but much later than necessary. Right. (laughs) Um, Somebody is like, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to wait until I have a heart attack. I don't want to wait until I got something that really is painful. Um, How how do they, how do they then get started? Like how do they start looking at these deals and, and get in, get started, get going? Um, You know, I, I started, I think the thing that really, changed my mindset and I'm sure many people have referenced it on your website was a book written I believe in a year after so the the millionaire next door was published in 1996 the next year one of the most popular books that's the complete opposite of the millionaire next door was published in 1997 and that's rich dad poor dad Robert Kiyosaki Mm -hmm. once I read that book and my kids have, have read it. They've got a rich dad, poor dad for teens. That really changes your mindset 
especially his cash flow quadrant book that, that basically says, hey, if you're an employee or self-employed, you're on the you're on the quote poor side of the quadrant. Yeah. You're just trading time for money. Yeah. And I, when I read that, I was at first I was mad going, wait a minute, I own my own business. I'm self-employed. You know, I, I tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet he's right. If if I'm not here, guess what? No money's coming in the account. And that was especially was very prevalent last year when we were shut down for two months with with uh, the, the COVID issue, you know, no money was was coming. Well, I mean, we had we have um, you know passive income streams coming in, thankfully, but if if I didn't, then zero money would have been coming in. And if you're an employee or you're self-employed and you read that book, that's that's a big wake-up call. So I would start there. I would start with his cash flow quadrant book and just go online and start. Um, and I, I, I've got a lot of good resources on my website. Uh, listen to podcasts such as yours. What I do is if I like a if I like somebody, like let's say you interview somebody and I like them and they have a podcast, they have a website or they have a book, I'll start following them. And then typically they'll interview somebody or they'll reference something and then I'll do the same thing. So that's how I have um, sort of filtered what I study. And um, that's how I operate. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. There's there's a lot of resources out there. Like you said earlier, I mean, a lot of them are free. You get so much access to information, sometimes too much, right? So you got you to filter some of that out, but uh, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to get, get yourself um, into that free material, into the education, start listening to podcasts, like you said, um, all, all really good stuff. You talked about a mistake already. Is there any other mistake that you've made along this journey uh, and how have you learned from it? I, I think especially with high income professionals, not being aware of, of your tax situation mm. and just, just sending, you know, every time, every year, just sending your information to your accountant and not really, now I'm not telling, I'm not telling you, you have to go and get an accounting degree but understand what you're being taxed on and figuring out a way to legally pay as less taxes as you can. Because, you know, the, as you know, the, the tax code was written for two people, two types of people. Number one, small business owners. You know, the IRS, they want us to start businesses. They want us to give people jobs. And they, and they give you tax benefits for that, tax breaks, tax deductions. Same thing with real estate. They want you to provide housing for people. And for that, you're incentivized. Uh, I wish I'd have known that early on to when I started because for high income professionals, your biggest expense is your tax bill every year. Yep. And you, I mean, if you can, if you can do that, then you can actually cut back on your work and still make more money. You know, you're working way smarter than harder. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can cut, like you cut some of those taxes. Uh, like you said, you're, man, I mean, that's, you're paying 40, close to 40% of what depends on what state you're in, but 
depending close to 40 percent yeah, here in, in california you're 50 52 percent yeah. now yeah how fun is that yeah why do you think tesla moved to texas right right um what's a what's a success habit that you have and right now what like something you do every every morning or evening or you know something you do every day that's a success habit uh, every morning I get up, um, as a Christian, I, I, I read uh, the Bible every morning at breakfast. And then every night I uh, read for 45 minutes to an hour before I go to sleep, read um, something to uh, read two things. Number one, something to make myself better, self-improvement, whether it's business or the practice or real estate or something like that and then i also j just like to read fiction because i you know just something to relax me before uh before bed yeah. so reading reading cool that's awesome um all right so got a couple last questions before we wrap up uh how do you like to give back that that's a great question and The, the, the more that I study successful, wealthy people, multi, multi, multi-millionaires, it's amazing that because if you, if you look at the media or listen to the media, you know, the, the quote, the evil one percenters, you know, the, they're, they're, the, the uh, you know, sort of like the, the, what was it the Simpsons, you know, Mr. Burns or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's got the plan and he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's evil. He's evil. And, he's uh, greedy. Yeah. But um, the, the more that I've studied them and also the more that I've gotten to know personally, they're very giving, very giving. And I think it's very important to, uh, I, I, find, I find more joy giving either my time or, or money or to people in need. Um, that, that's just what brings me joy. And just get in the habit of that. If, if, if you see a need that you can meet, then why not do it? You know, what, what's the point of, of being here if, if you can't help people out and, 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 and not ask anything for in return? Yeah. You know, so uh, it's really cool being able to practice. Uh, give you a perfect example. Last month, I had a 90-year-old patient come in hmm. and she it was it was scary because how much she reminded me of my deceased grandmother even the way she looked her mannerisms the way she spoke the way she you know leaned forward and patted me on my arm i mean it was it was really scary i mean just it's almost like she was reincarnated you know <laughs> but um she was miserable because her she couldn't eat anymore her, her dentures were so loose and she wanted dental implants looked in her mouth. Unfortunately, I mean, she had zero bone to work with, but her dentures are very old. So I told her and her, I think her daughter was with her. I said, you know, unfortunately, you just don't have any bone structure to work with for grafting or anything. I can't help you with that. I, I don't make teeth, but you, your dentures are so old. If you just got a new pair of dentures, then you would be much happier. And I said, look, I, I got three blocks down the street. I went to dental school with him. He has a denture clinic. 
let us make you an appointment there. We'll set it up for you. He'll take care of you. She said, okay. She was very appreciative. And I called him and I told him about her. And, and I said, look, you, you do what's best for her. You give her whatever she wants, send me the bill. And, and if you're stressed out, looking at each patient like a dollar sign, if you're you know, always needing to make a, pay, a payment, it's really tough. And I, and I remember those days, you know, having to, having to make the payment, having to make the rent or whatever. But when you get to the point where you're debt free and you've got all these extra income streams coming in, you can work or practice or whatever the way you want. And that's, that's a great way. It, it makes going to work a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And get, and giving back like that is going to end up your purpose maybe wasn't to get business out of it, but it's, likely going to end up coming back to you. Um, well, whether it does or not, I mean, I, I sent her, I sent her out on her way, so I, I wasn't going to get anything, but it, yeah, you're not going to get business necessarily from her. Right. You know, but but I, there was a need that I could fill, but her whole family knows what just happened and other people know what happened. And so it'll come back to you. And now again, that's not, maybe it's not your intention necessarily, but yeah. that's the, that's the, 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 whole thing with giving is that oftentimes it comes back to us in abundance when we, when we reach out a little bit more. So beautiful. Um, you've mentioned several books, right? Rich dad, poor dad, cash flow quadrant, millionaire next door. Um, what's another book that you can pass on to our listeners, uh, business or real estate or uh, mindset? Actually, I was looking on my shelf. Actually, I just read this two months ago uh, for people that are on YouTube. It's this one right here. Die with zero. Die with zero. Die with zero. Bill Perkins. Bill Perkins. Uh, he, I think he was, a, I think he maybe he's in early fifties now, but he was a hedge fund guy from Texas. And it really, he really puts things in perspective and he's not, he's not, when you first read the, the, the book, you know, when I first saw the, the title, Die With Zero, I'm like, did my wife write this for me? <laughs> but uh, but uh, when you first think about it, it's like, oh, he just, he just wants you to blow all your money. But, you know, he yeah, really yeah. puts things in perspective and, and how if you don't experience life and, and focus on things now while you're healthy, what's the point of working for 40 years and you get to be 75 and you want to travel the world and, and you don't have your health or you, yeah. you can't do it or, yeah. you know, so it, it puts things in perspective and it, it really changed a lot of things that I was planning on doing big time. I mean, it, it, so that, that one has out of the, maybe the last three or four years, I think that book has been most impactful in my life so far. How many times do you hear about the, person that works their whole life they have a retirement party and within a short period of time they get cancer and die or whatever it might be but all of a sudden you know they they can't do what they were planning on doing they had this grand plan of living life to the fullest and they're you know 65 years old and all of a sudden something happens and they can't do it 
So happens all the time. Happens all the time. So that that sounds good. Um, Die with zero. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to read that. All right. So last question before we wrap up: What are your three pillars of wealth creation? That's a good question. Um, I think discipline. Mm. You know, be to be be disciplined. Whether that be how you operate each day. Um, discipline in your work habits, discipline and how you save and invest. Um, I, I do think having an, an, a, these could probably go together, having an, an appreciative attitude and being a giver. Because, uh, you know, it, what, you know, what's the point, like we'd said earlier, what's the point of, of working and, and creating all this wealth if, if you're not going to do any good right. with it? Um, and I guess my third one would be probably make sure that you, you know, whether you are always in the stock market or whatever you invest in, that you are investing, you're, you're able to invest to replace your monthly expenses, to back yourself out, you know, for passive income, you know, focus on if you can focus on replacing your monthly expenses as quickly as possible, well, then you're done. If you want to be done, you know, you're financially independent. You can work as much or as little as you want. You can change careers. You can do yeah. volunteer or whatever. Uh, so if you, if you start with that mindset, right, when you get out of training, you know, what, what I, what I tell people now is list your bills, smallest to largest, like, your cell phone bill, maybe like 200 bucks. Well, you get enough passive income coming in to pay off that 200 bucks. Well, now it's paying your, you're paying your cell phone bill and move, move on to the next one, next one, next one until, until you do that. But we, we get out and, and financial advisors tell us, you know, you have to, and look, we're going, we're going to be in it for the long haul, 40 years. And you have no options that way. You know, some people are cool with it. I'm not. And um, that if you want to do that, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. If you want to do it, that's what I teach on my website. It, it's amazing too. With you know, it takes discipline. It takes uh, you know having income and not spending it all, right? <laughs> but it, it's actually pretty amazing that how little money it really takes to get to that point. Uh, if you're disciplined about it and, and consistent with it. So yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you joining us. A lot, a lot of good stuff, a lot of actionable steps, which I really like. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? You have a book out. So where can they find that? And then how, how else can they get in touch with you? Um, two ways. They can email me, Jeff, at debtfreedr.com or I have a free passive income guide they can download uh, debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide awesome awesome well we'll put those both in the show notes uh again appreciate you joining us and uh, you know a lot of a lot of great information so thanks a lot for for joining us and you have a fantastic rest of the day yep uh Thanks for uh, having me on the show and uh, thanks for all you do to 
educate the listeners out there for wealth creation. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.